All right, I was telling you about this guy named Rob. I was reading a story. I think CTV did the story, and it's about how he is receiving all these tiny little gifts in the uh, mail on a daily basis from Amazon. And he basically said, you know, they're shipping him a selfie light, a nail lamp, some headphones, some candles that are battery-operated. And he hasn't ordered any of these things, and no one is billing them for him. What's going on? He suspects he is part of a brushing scam. So to find out exactly what a brushing scam is, and if you fall victim to it, if there could be other dangers afoot, Eva Velasquez joins us. She is president and CEO of Identity Theft Resource Center. Welcome to the show, Eva. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me and for covering this this kind of uh, esoteric topic. Brushing scams are um, sort of an unknown for people. Yeah. What exactly is a brushing scam? Well, you explained it with your your story about this gentleman that was receiving these packages. They're usually from a retailer that allows for reviews on their website because that's the motivation behind it. Um, the the companies or the scammers will send you goods that you haven't ordered, and it's a way for them to either booster their sales and look like they have a higher sale volume of their goods, and it's also a way for them to leave reviews that circumvent the verified purchaser rules. Well, Chris was saying, he's our producer, was saying, well, this wouldn't be the worst scams to be involved in. I mean, you get free gifts. What can be the harm? And I understand that thinking, and I do want to make sure that your listeners realize that it, it isn't the worst scam you can be involved in. There are a lot of other ones out there that can cause a lot more damage, but it's also not harmless. There are some things that you should consider, and it's, it's really bad for two primary reasons. The first one being that because they're bolstering their reviews and their sales, you can end up looking like you are endorsing these products and get other people to buy worthless stuff. And you can also look like you're a part of it if there's any type of investigation or, or looking into it. And the other thing to really worry about is how did they get your information in the first place? Have you had one of your online accounts hacked? So we really encourage people to think about their information and their, their online accounts is very valuable. And so if one of them has been compromised, you really should take steps to um, rectify that. Now, the victims, the people that fall victims to this brushing scam, do they tend to be Amazon shoppers or people that are shopping online anyways that have already left reviews? You know, we don't have any data to support that, but I do want to make sure that um, folks don't get a, a false sense of security if they think, well, I don't leave reviews and I don't shop on Amazon. It can happen for any um, re- retailer or site that allows you to uh, leave reviews. Of course, everybody knows about Amazon. We've heard of it, but it's not only occurring on Amazon. How common are these brushing scams? They're they're common enough that we have talked to folks in our call center because we, as a nonprofit organization, run a a toll-free call center, and so we hear from the public on a daily basis, and we we have heard from victims that are experiencing it and just wondering what's going on. So it's common enough that that people are calling us and asking us questions, um, but it's not anywhere near as common as things like imposter scams and the scam phone calls. I understand that this individual in Etobicoke reached out to the police and they said, don't worry about it. Um, it, You don't have to send them back, these packages or anything like that. Um, How do you get it to stop? 
That is the real challenge. And um, we, here in the U.S., we refer people to the Federal Trade Commission to report it so that at least there's a record of it. Um, and we will also refer people to the post office to um, try to either have their pack packages held or work with them on the problem. The, the best thing that you can do is go through your online accounts and update your information. So go ahead and change your passwords to make sure that you haven't been hacked. Is the real worry that somebody has your at least your name and your mailing address and that you could be the victim of identity theft? Name and mailing address is not that hard to get. It really is pretty much a public record. We are more worried about uh, the online persona, information to, for your online accounts. That's really where you need to focus your energy because that is where the, the more likely damage could occur. Why and, online? Because and I, mean, I know that it's a scam that is based online because what they're doing is the sellers are then using you to endorse their products or rate their products highly, uh, right. which is a horrible practice. Uh, for anyone that's shopping online, because I don't know about uh, most people, but I always read reviews before I purchase a product. Um, so if this is going on, uh, I realize that it is, but they're mailing it to your house. So why do you say it's your online information that they have when really they've got your name and address to mail it to your house? What else do they have? And that's the question is what, depending on what account it is, what else do they have? And that's why we tell people to focus on that piece of it, because with the way our online accounts are intertwined, and frankly, with the way that we use passwords, because we're really, as a, as a society, we are really bad about good password management and hygiene. It's that we use them over and over again. So if they have gotten access to, say, one of your online accounts that you're not particularly worried about, are you using that password elsewhere? Are you using it in your financial accounts? Are you using it uh, for uh, your email mm -hmm. as your email password? Because they can then get these tentacles that feed into your other accounts and depending on what information is in those other accounts, then you really can be at an increased risk for identity theft. When you talk about the, getting the password, accessing the password to an online account, does it have to be a shopping account or could they get it from any online account? Again, it depends on how you manage your password. Mm. So if you use your password, the same password over and over, as we tend to do, they, they get it through, say, a data breach from an account that you, you know, a subscription for a magazine or some other account that you really don't think has, is that important and has that much information about you, but they now have your email address and a password that you're known to use, then they can do something called uh, credential cracking or credential stuffing, where they just keep hitting all of these other accounts that they know you're associated with to see if they can gain access to one that's more lucrative and has more information about you. Again, like your bank account, if you bank online, or your email account. People tend to not think that their email account, having access to that is that big of a deal. It feels like a personal violation. Mm -hmm. But it's the way that you say, I forgot my password, send me a reset to my right. no email account. So now they, can, now they have the keys to the kingdom and they can reset all those passwords. So this Even is if they didn't have them before. So it's a it's a pathway. It can be a pathway into other accounts that you have. This is very worrying. When did we, you start hearing about a brushing scam? When did they start? 
Uh, it's been a couple of years since we first heard about them, and I and I think we started paying attention to them probably about two years ago because we kept continued to hear about them. So we did. We've written some articles about them so people um, can have a better understanding of of what's going on. And it really depends on who the the um, company is that is sending the goods. Um, some people find it really um, disturbing because they're getting so many packages mm. of worthless stuff that they don't want, can't use. Some of it's just junk. And then they come to find out that, you know, they're, they're having a little bit of reputation damage themselves because they look like they're endorsing all of this stuff that, that really truly isn't useful to them. So, Eva, I'm I'm uh, running out of time here, but what do you do if you figure that you have been victim of a brushing scam? What is your first course of action beyond changing the passwords? Where do you report it? We report it to the Federal Trade Commission, and I'm, I am not sure in your jurisdiction where that would be. You can start with your police department and at least get a record of that. Mm-hmm. Um, get a report so that you have something, if it ever comes back to you, that you can show, no, I was actually the victim of a scam and, and this wasn't me. But I can't stress enough how important it is to go back and change that password. That's really the activity where you are going to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. That's really the best step you can take in order to try to, to stop the activity from um, continuing. Eva, you've been a, a wealth of information. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad you're talking about this. Well, I'm so glad you supplied us thank with you. the information we need to keep people safe. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. That's Eva Velasquez. She's president and CEO of Identity Theft Resource Center.